of First Kings, chapter 18. Oh, it's all in him. I didn't say them. Amen. H-I-M, a pronoun, him, him. If you're on the name, I talk about Jesus. And him did all the force that God had bodily. Verse 21, chapter 18, 1 Kings. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal prophets are four hundred and fifty. Underscore that. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves. And choose one and cut in pieces and lay it on wood. And put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. That sounds fair. And call you on the name of the Lord your gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord God. And the God that answered by fire. Let him be God. And all the people said, that's fair game. And the answer said, it is well spoken. Lord, how excellent is your name again in all the earth. This morning, we shall magnify thee in the house of praise. Bless every heart. Pour out your spirit at your discretion. Control every demonic forces that will try to subdue the work of God. We shall give you all the great praises. Bless every family, every person that's here with a special anointing of presence. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. I was teaching a Bible study in the city of Wildwood. To a gentleman who'd been to World War II. He was in the foxhole of the trenches. He survived to come home, but his family said he will not talk about the war, but he was telling me, because I was a preacher, he was telling me of the incidents that he saw that brave men become weak men and bullets are flying, bombs and grenades and soldiers' guts are pouring out on the ground. And he said... During that event, every man that was in that trench, there was not one atheist. There was not one agnostic. But some were counting rosaries. Some were counting beads. Some were chanting catechism or some platitude that they knew. Some were clutching a cross and a chain. And every man was calling upon his gods because they were in a spiritual and a physical war. And they realized they may not make it out of that trench. And they're calling on their God to help them. I don't know what God he was calling on. He didn't tell us. But if I'm not mistaken, we went as far as the baptism. I don't think he ever got the Holy Ghost. But we went as far as baptizing in our studies sometime during the course of our teaching with him. And my title this morning is about Showdown at Mount Carmel. Would you clap your hands? In the beginning, in fact, before there was a beginning in eternity, there was God, no one else. And God, who is a spirit, created the beginning. And God said, let there be, and there was. And God, in six creative days, bring all this beautiful universe in our world that you see. 
And God saw it and said it was good. Very good. And God made man in his own image. It is obvious by the book of Job that angels were present to watch him do it. But mean angels were created before we were created. Because they were the flaming sword in the Garden of Eden to keep us out when our father fell. But the mouse know that in the process of time, the knowledge of one God began to vanish away. And man who could not see God or talk to God must have a God that he's going to worship. And if he can't know the true God, he's going to make one up. He's going to have one, one way or another. And so the Tower of Babel, Nimrod was the one that celebrated in Cinnaramus and Tammuz. Then something happened. God came down and scattered them on the face of the earth. And when they got scattered, it says, men began to call upon the name of the Lord after the flood. Amen. And something happened. They lost the knowledge of God. They lost the knowledge of God. If Canada doesn't have a prime minister, coup d'etat will produce one. Anarchy will produce one. Rebellion will make one happen. You got to have a king with power over the dominion. Otherwise, something's going to rise and take the place of usurping authority. Now, Satan one time had in mind that I'm going to be like the most high God. Bible says he said he, that in his heart. And I'll be above God. And God said, no, Satan, get out. Threw him right out. And threw him out. And since that time, he claimed the self-famed title. He's the God of the earth. The God of this world. Not the God, but a God of this world. He placed an ambition in the heart of Adam and Eve. You can be God if you just rebel. <laughs> and you can become God. And they believe that lie. And today we got demigod. Lots of men and women think they're gods. You know, they're goddess and God and such like. In fact, we have the term Godfather and Godmother. <laughs> We're trying to make God out of a human being. And it's still here. Then we got now pantheism. Where everything is God. The environmentalist thing, everything is God. You know, we got El, El, El Nino, which means the mighty boy that covers the weather, which is a lie. But everything is God, but the true God. And the question is, how long will God put up with somebody usurping his authority? How long will God put up with men messing up his dominion? Well, we know a story racing down the line of time here. After the flood, Abraham came on the scene. His father was an idolatrous person. And God said, Abraham, I'm going to call you out from idolatry. And I'm going to reveal to you the one true God. And Abraham says, all right, I'll go. I like what Jesus Christ said. He said, Abraham saw my day and rejoice. Meaning that Jesus Christ is God. When the Lord said before Abraham was, I am that I am. The Jews understood what he's saying. Picked up stone to stone him. You're just a man trying to make yourself God. He said, oh, no, no. I'm not trying to make myself God. You're looking at God. Amen. But then God told Abraham, your family for 400 plus years would be locked away in a strange country, Egypt. 430 years. And the Bible know that a man called Pharaoh, that's his title, that's not his name, Pharaoh, he rose up and said he is God. And then he decided to wipe out the Israelites. And it's amazing how in the Middle East we have war between factions, Jews fighting other factions, and they both got gods. The Jews got their God, and their enemy got their gods. And I could hear them on the radio praying to their God. I can hear the Jews praying at the Wailing Wall. And I can hear the adversaries praying in their temple or their synagogue, wherever they're praying at. And one group prayed five times a day to their God. 
And one group pray every Sabbath. They pray every Sabbath. Amen. And they have different names for their gods. And I've always wondered to myself, at what point do you abandon your God? If you've got to carry your God, and if you've got to fight for your God, and you've got to defend the honor of your God, then why do you need that God? I want a God that can defend me. I want a God that can carry me. I want a God that will fight for me. I don't need to defend him. He needs to defend himself. And so his power, his veracity, and his strength is omnipotent. But if I've got to do it for him, then it makes me God, not him God. Because I'm fighting for him. And he's just laying back, let me do all the fighting for him. Now, in Egypt, God said to Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. That's the beginning, amen, of war between the gods. Because God kicked out Satan. See, you're not God. Kick him out. And now humanity wants to become God. And Pharaoh said, he's God. God said, you, 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 you need to meet me. I'm going to send you a man called Moses. And Moses says, God said to tell you, let my people go. He says, who is God? Who is the Lord? I don't know that God. I, Pharaoh, am God. And by the way, get out of my office. I will not let those people go. Now, you know the lesson. After 10 Bible study lessons God gave to Pharaoh, the last one was he drowned him at the Red Sea. Pharaoh discovered that God is not to be messed around with. Israel discovered how powerful God is. And says, God is a man of war. Thy right hand, O God, have dashed your enemy to pieces. But God destroyed the ten gods of Egypt. And finally, the epilogue was the destruction of Pharaoh. Then God told Israel, I'm going to take you to a promised land. There are seven nations stronger than you are, mightier, powerful, and more ferocious than you are. And I didn't choose you because you were stronger than them, but you were the least among them. But I'm going to show my power through you. I want you to go and take over the land of the Canaanites because they're sinful people. They're evil. Now, the Canaanites got their own gods that they serve, and their favorite god was Baal. God said, Israel... When you go in that land, do not bow at their altar. Do not participate in their sacrifice. Do not eat what they offer to idols. You are a distinct people. I am the Lord your God. Hero is of the Lord your God is three gods, four gods, five. Absolutely. One, and I don't mean three or four in one. I mean absolutely one. And thou shalt have no other God beside me. Do not bow to any altar beside my altar. Do not worship any other deity beside me. And don't take their name in your mouth. Well, you know the story. I can't believe it, but you know sometimes God's people do stupid things. Aaron at Mount Sinai had the guts and the gall to build him a golden calf and said, Israel, here is your God that brought you out of Egypt. Now, church, you tell me, how can you melt down this thing of your imagination, build an effigy of a calf, you got to stick him where he's at, he can't even give milk, he can't eat green grass, he can't move, and he can't move, he can't see, he can't feel, and you're telling me that's your God? You have a poor estimate of God. Hallelujah. I don't care if you made him out of gold, you still have a poor estimate of your God. Your God is dead. Amen. And God was so angry at this man, he's lucky God didn't kill him. I said he's lucky God didn't kill him.
But then Israel, as she journeyed towards her promised land, there's a guy called Balaam. Now, this is strange. You know, sometimes people don't belong to our church, but they have elements of truth. And you don't want to take it from them. They got some truth because God is trying to bring them to the light. They're not far from the kingdom, Jesus said, but they're coming close to the light. There's a guy called Balaam. Balaam, they tell me, he prophesies. And when he prophesies, everything he says come to pass. That's what? A broken clock is right twice in a day. But that don't mean go buy it. Hello? Witches and warlocks will tell you some truth. But please don't invest in them. They're not of God. Hello? And some dream may come to pass, but don't put your trust in your dream. Only in the word of God. Thy word, O oh God, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Your dream don't word a flip. It's just too much pizza or McDonald's. But Balaam tried to curse God. Balak tried to curse the people of God with a child of God. That's kind of strange. You know, you know, you should be on this side, but you're on the wrong side because of money, because of opportunism. And so here's Balaam opened his mouth three times. He tried to curse the people of God. Church, I don't care if they call you Beelzebub, a cult, that don't make you one. What God blessed, no man curse. What door God opened, no man closes. What God sanctified, can't you call common or unclean. And I don't care what the devil call you. Says, Satan, you're too late. I'm consecrated, dedicated, sanctified, glorified, Holy Ghost baptized. I belong to Jesus. I am the temple of the most high God. Let's worship the Lord. We are the untouchable. Hallelujah. He could not curse him. Baal could not energize this man to curse Israel. Aren't you glad the devil can't curse you? He may drool over you, but he cannot curse you. Now I'm going to ask you a question. You can see in the Bible every time Balaam, I mean the devil Baal, in personification of a false god, tried to operate against the things of God, he always failed. He failed in Egypt. He failed at the Tower of Babel. He failed to curse Israel. And now he's in the book of Judges. And the Lord appeared to a young man called Gideon and said, Gideon, I want to bless you, but your father worshiped Baal. And I can't bless you worshiping some false gods. But if you want me to bless you, go home and destroy the idols in your father's house. Get rid of that old demonic altar. Tear it down. Throw it out. And make room for my visitation. Two bulls can't reign in one pen. No man can serve two masters. You can't serve Christ and Belial. You can't drink from the devil's cup and God's cup. You can't eat from God's table and the devil's table. You've got to make up your mind which way you're going to go. That's a, and if you want my blessing, tear it down. But if you don't want my blessing, it's fine. I was going to stick around. So he was, he was afraid. So by night he went, and the Bible says he tore down Baal's what? altar. Next morning, the Baal worshipers and church being outnumbered don't mean you're inferior. Being small don't mean you are not of value. Because God said, fear not, little flock. Little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Broad is the way that leads to what? Destruction and wide is the gate that leads that same ditch, but narrow is the way that leads to life eternal. 
and few there be the five. And so, you know, they, they say, we're, we're going to kill this boy. We're going to kill this boy because what he just did. And the father, Josh, says, just a minute before you do that, did you say Baal is God? Well, yes. You, you all know he's God. Well, guess what? The dad said, if he's God, my son just insulted him. Let him stand up and defend his honor. Fair game. Let Baal become present, visible, and show that he can overpower this guy who desecrated his temple and his altar. Not a show. At what point do you give up your false gods? At what point do you seek for the real God? Because Baal failed a second time. Couldn't curse without him to curse. And couldn't defend the cause where we so need him. Amen. And then the, then the history goes on. Now Israel is a strange group of people like God's people. How many times must cocaine and crack destroy you and you go back to it? When do you decide not to serve it? When do you decide that alcohol is just not a good thing to have? But people are still bowing to it. They're still worshiping it. They're still consuming it and getting hurt. And that's their God. They'd rather die taking coke and crack, etc., and go to hell than believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and live the life he called them to live. Well, that's what God's people are doing. They're bowing down to a statue and crying to an effigy of their own imagination that cannot speak, cannot respond, cannot talk to them, and they're crying to it, and nothing is happening. My point is, at what time do you change your doctor? When your doctor can't diagnose your problem and you're hurting, and you're going there for 25 years and you're hurting, why don't you change them? There's a guy we had one time who said, look, man, you have this problem for so many years. It's time for you to get another doctor. And he finally made up his mind to go see his other doctor because he loved the older doctor. And the other doctor said, if you'd come a few years earlier, you would have survived what you have. But you come too late. You've come too late. I'm going to ask you, when are you going to act like Ruth and give up the God of the Moabites? And pray in your heart, I want the God of Israel to be my God. I want thy people to be my people. I want where thou lodgest. I want to lodge there. I want to die there. When are you going to get to that revelation and that recognition? It's time to throw your gods to the bats. It's not going to work for you. But let us know that Jehu a man, he said God called him to bring back revival to Israel. He called for all the Baal worshipers. I want to show you, Baal is a constant failing God. When do you drop your gods and turn to the true God? Jehu called for all the false worshipers in this house. It was filled from wall to wall. Then he said, let all the Jehovah's worshipers come out. Get them out. Push them out. Because he planned to destroy Baal worshipers. And there was a massacre that day. Baal worshipers were destroyed. Read for yourself the book of Judges by a man called Jehu. He destroyed them all. At what point does God rise up and defend his people? At what point does God show himself up like he did in Egypt and said, I've seen the cry and the tears of my people. I've heard their cry. When does God get emotionally attached to your situation? That he shows up and shows himself strong on your behalf. When is it going to be that you can boast and say, my God is not like their God. My rock is not like their rock. There is a difference between our foundation. There's a difference between the God that we serve. And the Bible said he didn't show up. 
Now, somebody got a good idea to split Israel in two. Israel has 12 tribes. A guy called Jeroboam came with a coup d'etat idea and split Israel right down the middle. Ten went to him and two stayed with Judah. And the Bible tells us that he built a golden Now, folks, listen to me now because it's happening today. He built a golden calf again and told Israel, the requirements that God has placed on you is too much and going too far. You ever heard people? That church is full of legalistic people. It's a legalism church. Holiness, we don't need it. Amen. And what he did was he appealed to their carnal nature and he offered them a shorter distance and said, Samaria is where you worship your God, a golden calf. And said, don't go to Judah. If you go there, you have to worship the true God. Now, the Bible tells me, before long, Baal took over from the golden calf. Ahab, the most wicked of all the kings of the earth. I want to tell you, pray for your prime minister. Every mistake he makes going to affect you and your children and children. And your home, and your home, and your future, even where you end up. Because there are pr countries today that have state religion. They're sending the entire nation into hell. They're giving them a God that cannot save them. Calling them a God that have eyes but can't see. Worshiping effigies of man. And those gods are forced to believe upon. In fact, Revelation talk about a coming of forced gods that people have to worship 666. Amen. It's coming our way. But the Bible tells us it happened before. And he said, look, tear down the altar of God. Church, it does matter which altar you have in your house. It does matter who's the God of your house. When you walk in your house, make sure you know who's the God of your house. Amen. And so they tore down the altar of God and built up another altar. That's something like the Bible to me. Get rid of that Bible and print another Bible. A Bible that tells our culture what we want to hear. And so they did that. And at some point, they turned on the messenger of God and began to slay them. Now, there's a, a girl called uh, Jezebel. Come here, young girl. Come here. Ahab, a Jew, made a mistake. He married Jezebel. I Jezebel. He married Jezebel. She's a Sidonian. Her God is what? Baal. She is dedicated more than Israel is to Jehovah. By the time she was done, as far as Elijah was concerned, there was no more prophets left. She purged Samaria of all the prophets. She killed them all. Now, come here, young man. There's a guy called Obadiah. I don't know how he did it, but somehow he was governor to Ahab, and he knows the truth. And somehow he kept it secret that he was Jehovah worshiper. So she didn't know it, and her husband didn't know it, but he was hiding some of the servants of the Lord. You know, I wonder if God really wants secret disciples. Or does he want open worshipers? Amen. He that saveth his life shall, but he that loses life for the gospel's sake shall gain it. Sometimes we choose to save ourselves at the expense of the gospel. So she killed all of them except him. And one day a man, we don't know where he came from, how he was born. His name is Elijah. He just trawled down the road. Hell, and went to Ahab and says, My word is saying this. For three years, there shall be no rain until I say so. Boy, 
disappear, please. Thank you. Now, church, the war of the gods has started. Who is Baal? He's the god of fertility. He's the sun god. And if anybody can send rain, it's got to be Baal. Hallelujah. And I can just see Ahab just called for his 450 and 80 prophets and said, look, guys, this quack just came by and make a prophecy and said there'll be no rain for three years. Reverse that, please. For three years, God held back the rain. I'm going to tell you, church, we got power when we bound on earth. It's bound in heaven. What we loose on earth is loose in heaven. God will confirm the word of true servants of God. The war has started. Three years, no rain. Because for the first time, they heard a voice from the word of God. I don't, I don't, I don't deny people. Have a little dreaming experience with God. But you need a real revelation. You need an experience like Paul you can't deny. That this is different. And you're going to count all things lost that you have right now for this. Give up that, that which you have for this. Otherwise, all you have is a counterfeit. To be almost is to be forever lost. And so for three years, God said, come on now, Elijah, go hide. Anybody know where God hid Elijah? Didn't hide him in Samaria. You know where he hid him, folks? Right in, look, Zidon. Right where Jezebel, father, lives. What a sense of humor. Three years He's looking for the man of God and can't find. Let me tell you, church, God can hide you from calamity. God can hide you from the condition of our world today. God can hide you in times of famine. I said God can hide you in hard times. If you are truly of God, God said, come on, my people, hide thyself until the indignation be passed. The true people are not going to suffer perils and wrath and tribulation. For God did not appoint us unto wrath, but salvation. The battle of the gods are on. At some point, your God will be tested. At some point, your prayers will be tested. At some point, the altar you've been building will be tested some point in your life, the profession you've been professing will be tested. For there will be a battle for your soul. Hallelujah. And God knows how to feed his people in times of hard times. If you missed the last two weeks, I've been teaching on end time disaster. And God is a provider for his people. God knew where the brook was. God knew where the raven was. God knew where the raven was to go to get the meat. Where to go to get the bread. Church of God, we're in good hands. The Lord is my. I said the Lord is my. I shall. I shall. Though I walk to the valley and the shadow of. I shall fear. Not even Jezebel, not even Ahab, not even famine, not even wars, not even curses, for thou art with me. And if you look behind me, there is goodness and mercy that's follow me. And it shall be not for one day, but all the days of my life. I'm trying to tell somebody. The battle of the gods are on. The God who can take care of you in bad times, in the hill times, 
or in the valley that will be the true God. Your altar will be tested. Your God will be tested. And your faith will be tested. Sit down for a while. And God never made a mistake. God knows your address. He knows where you live. Instead of sending out a warrant for you, he's sending well-wishers for you. I'm sending you a raven. I'm going to send you a daily supply. He supplied all my needs. According to his divine provision, riches, and glory. In the morning, at 7.45, the bird shows up. The delivery truck dropped off. No charge card. No NSF checks. He didn't go to the neighbor's house. Came straight to my house. Because God knows where you live. This is the true God now. I said the true God knows. He knows where I live. Even before I pray, you know my thoughts. Before I utter my needs, God says I answer you. You know, it don't take God 21 days to answer your prayer. It don't take 21 days to answer your prayer. He's nigh thee. Well, someone's been shouting right now. My altar have been tested. My prayer have been tested. My God have been tested. I want to ease alive and well. Well, Shatalamaha. Jehovah is still Jireh. The Lord still provide. Jehovah still Shama. His presence is here. Jehovah Rapha is still here. I know that he let thee. Shatalamaha. Church, you're in good hands. Underneath you is the everlasting arms. Have you not heard? Have you not read that the everlasting God neither sleep nor slumber? And that his eyes run to and fro on the behalf of Elijah. Three years famine will not make him suffer because God is the provider. The heavens rule. Can somebody hear me? This church will be blessed in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. And then come the rapture. We're getting out of here with a bang. We're going up with a shout. I'm trying to the battle of the gods. Can somebody shout? Can you feel the Holy Ghost pulling on you right now? Tell the devil, I know in whom I believed. And I'm persuaded that God is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that great day. Shakamaha. When the brook dried up, God still didn't run out of luck. One door closed, God opened another door. <laughs> Raven stopped coming. Brook dried up. No need to panic. No need to panic. He that watches over Israel, watch over you also. Because you are the apple of mine. And he that toucheth you toucheth me. For you are the body of Christ and member in particular. As I was with Joseph, so I'll be with you in the modern day Goshen. There shall be no famine around here. Come on, somebody, worship God. Come on. Hey, church, your God is not dead. Your God is alive. He said, I was dead, but I'm alive evermore. And I've got the keys. I've got the keys. i got the keys to hell, the grave, and heaven, and to everything you need. i got the keys. Somebody shout. 
Your prayer will be tested. Your altar will be tested. And your God that you profess to believe will be tested. I hear the Babylonian Iraqi king came and said, Oh, Daniel, hath the God that you've been praying to all these years, was he able to deliver you? Or was his hand shortened that he couldn't reach him? And the voice came back and said, Oh, king, live forever. I'm going to tell someone right now, your God can get you out of the mouth of the lion. You went in, but you're coming back out. Do you hear me? Nobody ever go to the lion's den and return. But they fail to tell Daniel that. If you just lost your job a while ago, God can give you a raise and pay $50 an hour. And the rest of you can't shout because you're a bunch of Baal worshipers. And the blessing don't include you. But David danced. Wow, He jumped for joy. Joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. Joy. The joy in the house. The night I was born. And the joy was about me. Somebody joy. You can't keep a good Pentecostal down. Stick around and watch us, honey. He said, look, Elijah, I'm going to play a dirty game on Ahab. A bulletin board is going around looking for you. But I'm going to hide you. They can't even see you. When Israel was running, it was darkness to the Egyptian, but light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not good to miss service when the preacher is preaching because the word of prophecy might come out. It's for them that here shall live. Mm. So I'm going to hide you. Come here. I'm going to take you to a widow. I will not put you beside my wife because I'm not going to die. I said, I'm no widow. Where can I put you? Sit over there. Sit over there. Somewhere. I'm going to send you to a widow. She's a Zidonian. She's a Zidonian. She lived where the father of Jezebel reigned as a king. God can bless you right in the eyes of the guy that fired you. Next two weeks, the one that fire you will be unemployed. They told my brother of mine one time, you just go, go, go learn to be a baker because you, you just can't make it. Make a long story short, they sent him to a school where for, for kids who are retarded. So we took him back and I said, no, the guy's retarded, not you. My brother graduated with Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Alberta. High class society. One day he met the teacher and says, Guess what? I'm a graduate. <laughs> Who's going to one day say to your adversary, Look at me now? Look at me now. Your running from Saul will come to an end. Ula makashata. The battle of the gods.
Hector said, I'm going to die tomorrow. And he said, look, lady, just build me my cake first. And what have you got left, Billy, for your son and yourself? But God knew she was going to obey. What's a shame when a sinner come in here or run past you and get the blessing and you didn't get it? If I preach this in some churches right now, they'll be swinging those chandeliers like a bunch of monkeys. And all I get in here is just dead stare. Jesus said, if you hold your peace, I'll let those rocks cry out. Somebody in this church, if you want the Holy Ghost, shout! With the voice of triumph. Shout! Till the Holy Ghost come down. Shout! With all your might. For when the glory of God comes, it shall be revealed. Do you realize, church, for the next three years, she had meal, meal. I want to say this to you folks. If all you can buy is hamburger, 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 well, someday buy burger, hamburger, hamburger, ham. Let's change it around. You know, flip it around, eat it differently. He said, burger, hamburger, ham, tomorrow, hamburger, hamburger, hamburger. God didn't change the diet. Well, your stomach don't care. Just satisfied. Despise not the days of small thing. God is showing his power of provision in the midst of famine. He raised up a raven to feed his person. Raised up a brook to quench the thirst. How can you not shout that my God is the same today as he was yesterday? Do I have a weakness? Do I have a weakness? I am the Lord. He said, I change it not. God provide a raven in the midst of a famine, the battle of the gods. While they're starving, they're being fed. God provide a brook. Somebody in Fort McMurray have the cash that you need for your pocket. Somebody in McMurray have the job that you need tomorrow. Somebody have the T-bone steak they need to hand to you tonight. Somebody have the contract that's yours. It's not good to miss church. And I'm like Thomas. I have to see to believe it. Well, hear the word of the Lord. I'm going to fill up your ditch without any rain coming. You won't see the wind or hear the wind. But when you show up, it's just fill right up. Fill right up. Fill right up. That woman could not see that conservation of mass being violated. But every morning, there was meal. Your cupboards will not be empty. God said there would be no hole in your bag. Nobody in this church going to suffer foreclosure. So help me God. I said it today. It will never happen. It cannot happen. Because a man of God says so. And you got to believe it right now. That God is giving you a word. I will provide. I will stand by your side. Because in the midst of hardship. I give you fellowship. The battle of the gods. Ahab is looking for me. Can't find him. Church, somebody's looking in the city for this church and can't find it. I'm tired of hearing people say, I can't find where your church is. Where is your church at? And I found out 
the pearl of great price is not easily found. If it's popular, it's not true. If it's true, it's not popular. Let's worship God. <laughs> Let's praise him. Bring me some water, Sister Neil. Hallelujah. Who is the woman with your meal? The battle is still on. It's still on. But you can survive it. Elijah. Elijah. And finally, three years come by, almost now six year, year, whatever it was. And God said, Now, Elijah, go show yourself. Go show yourself. Open it, please. Go show yourself to the guy that wanna kill you. They want to kill him. Don't let him kill your Lazarus. Oh, I feel good. Like I know I should. So good. So good. Who come I shot Go show yourself. You can't nice when you go show the people says there's no hope for you. I said, Do you remember me? You said I'd be a dropout. Do you remember me? You said there's no hope for me. You know, I'm the same person. Touch I. It confirm it's I. But don't tell no man you've seen I. It's me. Is that really you? And Obadiah says, you're going to disappear, you know. Church, you know, the, the world expects us to be raptured before they get the revelation of what goes on. Obadiah says, but when I go tell that I've seen you, you're going to disappear. That means the rapture. God will not let you be raptured. Where's, where's Denise? Where are you at? Denise, you called me some neighborhood problem yesterday. Sister Denise came by my house. I don't know why she did this. And took up that old shovel and shoveled all my snow. Now the neighbor's looking at Is that his wife? Or is that his concubine? <laughs> Who is she? Is she gone crazy? We're going to ask you, by what power? By what name? Have you done this? Let's worship. He said, I know when I go tell him that you're here, you'll be gone. In a moment. And he was prophesying that Elijah will be raptured before the time even came. Church, you know, God told me last week to tell you folks. He said, Church, believers, hear me now. God said, Tell the saints, make sure you, Pastor Neil, make sure you balance this out. Tell the folks that I say, You are heavenly good, but earthly debted. But you're like David. Come here, son, come here. I'm going to anoint you king. Go sit down. And for 40 years, you're a king. I don't even know it. Walking by people that are your king. You're the richest person in your neighborhood. You got treasures in heaven. You got a body reserved. And ain't no devil going to hold this body down. I said, ain't no devil going to hold your body down. You know why? Your name is on the road and your foot is on the rock. Can anybody hear me? Church, I'm hurrying up, folks. But the Bible said, when Ahab finally found himself, oh, my enemy. Everybody think we Pentecostals are enemy come and preach the truth. Oh, my enemy. You found me. No, I'm not your enemy. I didn't trouble Israel. You did. Now, church, look at this. The battle starts. I tell you what you do. Call all of Israel and all the Baal prophets. Bring them all up here, Peter. Bring them all up. Bring them all up. 
Church, I want you to watch this. In a stadium where Baal is highly favored, one man of God faced off with 450 lying prophets. And the stadium is full. I want you to watch the march as they come in. Church, we just can't build the temples they build and the money they have. We don't have it like to do what they do. Because they're marching on the drums playing and the saxophone and the music. And here's this one old Elijah by himself, you know, marching, nobody on his side. And the, it's against him. The odds are against him. The people is already for Baal, not Jehovah. The people is for the prophets, not for the men of God. The people are for the altar of Baal. It's still intact, but the altar of God is broken down to pieces and decrepit, deserted. What do you think they thought? And Elijah, they're smart. He said, tell you what, let's both get our sacrifice. And you do this for me, please, and see who is the real God around here. Church, this is when you're going to prove that your God is better than the God of commercialism and carnality. When God prosper in the midst of distress. When God bringeth through your storm and give you calm. When God heal you when others are perishing. And the Bible says they all Day, I want you to push this church. All day they danced, they shouted, and they carry on for all day. And this man of God start mocking them. It's not wrong to mock sometimes. He said, maybe your God is on vacation. Your God is a God of fertility and he couldn't send rain. Your God is a sun God and he couldn't send fire. Can I have my time, please? Church, your day will come. I could hear Elijah say, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when it seems like we have fallen, we shall rise. Let me have my turn now. Nobody's helping him. Church work always like volunteers. And so he's building this altar all by himself. Nobody's helping him because the crowd is on their side. And nothing happened over there all day. I want you to notice what happened here. He built that in order. Church, divine order will bless this church. Let's bring the art back, but bring it back in order. The message to end the goal was to set your house in what? In order. God loves order. He's not all the confusion. Now, here's another miracle. He didn't build... 12 stakes, I mean 10 stakes, but he built 12 because he planned for the reunification of Israel. Prophetically, he put 12 stakes, he had to build it because they had already destroyed the altar. Church, go home today and rebuild your altar. Make Jesus the head of your house, not Satan and the flesh of the devil. Because when your house is in order, it gives God an opportunity to function. And then, church, look at this. Simple prayer. I know sometimes prayer meeting, I'm in there waiting for you guys to pray, and you're so quiet. But I would never trade you for a dime. Because sometimes no words are coming out. But just like Anna, just the lips. Because he's alive, he can read your lips. We have a God that can say to you and me, 21 days ago before you start asking, I've answered. Elisha is so presumptuous. He dog ditches not required. Hello? Now, Elijah's running a risk. You're not supposed to build altar away from the temple. Did you know that? How many knew that? 
You only build an altar where the temple is. But Mount Moriah is where God's people and the devil's people come together and try to worship together. Well, it don't work. You can't miss the two. So he dig a ditch around it. And church, water is precious. I say, what? Precious in those days. Almost six, seven years they got no water. And he said, give it to me, please, because he knows there's going to be a rainfall. God saw the end from the... You guys are not catching on. They're catching on. And he said, now, pour the water on the sacrifice. Pour it on the altar. Pour it in the ditches. Fill it right up. Not just one time, two times, three times. I've got an answer for some people here today. Sometimes it seems like God messed up your problem and compounded it by throwing water on your problem and make it more complicated than you want it to be. Anybody hear me? I wish I was sitting where you're sitting. I can hear what I'm preaching because I'd love it. Three times he soaked it. The probability of anything light up is zero. It's outnumbered. 450 plus 400. 850 to 1. The crowd is not in his favor. The king is not for him. It doesn't matter who's against you. If the Lord is for you, then make a majority. Hallelujah. The Can anybody hear me? Is this good preaching? Oh, this is finger licking good. Let's clap right to the Lord. And the Bible said, and I counted three times, make sure I don't make a mistake. He stepped back. The crowd is ushing, because, you know, if Elijah ever make a mistake, he's a dead, what? He's a dead man. Church, you better be right the first time. I feel right now there's some answers to prayer in this building. There's answers everywhere. I feel anybody who, answer, who call upon the true God will get an answer. And by the way, I'll tell you his name. His name is Jesus Christ. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. That he is, number one, he exists. And that he, 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 God, not them, he is the rewarder of them that seek him. If you ask for the Holy Ghost, it's a father good pleasure to give it to you. I won't give you a stone. I won't give you a serpent. I'll give you bread and the spirit. He said, now, Lord, let these people know that what I'm preaching is from God. Hallelujah. And that you sent me to turn their hearts back to you with signs following. And he stepped back. And all of a sudden, the heavens opened up. And the Shekinah that Moses saw at the burning bush The Shekinah that came down Abel's altar. The Shekinah that came down the temple of Solomon. Zap! They said words take 183 million miles what, per second to get to heaven and back. He was faster than a twinkle of an eye. And he stepped back and whap! He licked up the sacrifice. You think the fire would stop there? It licked up the wood. Mm -hmm. It licked up the water. It licked up the trench. And was now going after the wicked prophets to burn them up too. Let's stand.
at some point, the world going to have to understand it's either Jesus Christ is God or Allah or Muhammad or Shintu. Hello? Or Buddha. There must come a time when the battle of the gods are on. Let the one that comes from the eastern sky riding upon the clouds upon a white horse. Christ there are many. Gods there are many. But in that day from the east to the west, there'll be a shout. They said, the Lord, he is God. Would you bow your heads right now? Nobody become a Christian until something supernatural happened in your life. Until you begin to throw away the gods that you used to depend on. And the God that showed up in your experience. Let you know this is the true God. He, he chose the opportunity and he slew all those false prophets. I want you to go home and slew all the false gods in your home. I want you to go home and destroy the false altars in your home. All those false Bibles. Those false teachings. <laughs> they said, no God can operate like this God. Book of Daniel, no God. There's a God who answered prayers. 25 years, Elizabeth waited to get her baby. When she's 99 years old. God fulfill his word to prove he answers prayer. Who is God talking to this morning? The battle of the gods. You will never be a Christian until you can say that day when the fire fell and I mean the Holy Ghost coming up upon you right now. When the Holy Ghost come upon you right now and you start talking in other tongues, whether in your seat or where you're standing, and you raise your hand. You can, wherever you are, come right here if you want to. Come to the front and raise those hands. And the Holy Ghost, come on if you want to. Come on, come on. Don't wait for anybody. And you raise those hands. And then you know the Lord is God. Let's lift up those hands and call upon the name of Jesus. Say, I want the Holy Ghost right now today. And you'll feel the shaking of the Holy Ghost. You feel the trembling of the Holy Ghost. Let the God who answered by fire be that God. Come on, talk in tongues in Jesus' name right now. He come a He come a That's it. That's it. Get a mama mama. He come a He come a That's it. Respect. Come on. He come a mama mama. 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 He come a mama mama.